Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Ross. How you doing, boy? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am good. Just came back yesterday from a weekend getaway with the boys, and now I'm feeling a bit refreshed, or a bit, a lot more refreshed. Oh yeah, you had the cottage trip. Yeah, it was good. Played football, did some water sports, ate good food. Had good talks, you know, amazing company as always. And now I'm feeling ready to hunker down for winter. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, damn, I, I missed out, man. But I mean, now that you've got a hunk down for winter, I'm definitely not missing out over there. Yeah. Did you get nutmegged? I hope not. I hope you scored. I did. A few. I did. Oh, man. What the hell has happened since I left? I did get a nutmeg goal, though. So I did. It was Ooh. like, it was... Essentially, within like two minutes, I got megged by Fazla, and then the minute after, I megged him to score a goal. So, what's worth more? I don't know, man. It was by Fazla, though. So, I mean, we've got like a group picture dedicated to him getting nutmegged. So, (laughs) it's true. Oh, man. So, international break. Um, it was long as hell. It's still long as hell. Uh, I feel like cricket has been the only thing getting me through this international break. I've not really watched any of the international games as well. Oh, dude, sad news. Um, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched The Wire. I've definitely watched The Wire. I started watching it um, this week. I'm looking for a new series to binge. I've never, ever watched it before. So it's going pretty good. I'm approaching the end of season one at the moment. It gets so much better after season. Like, it's season one is really good already. And then you think it just takes it up another level, another notch. So, it's... Yeah, no. R.I.P. You know, Omar Little is probably one of the greatest television characters of all time. And it was it was really sad to hear that. Yeah, he had this epic line uh, in one of the episodes I just watched. What? If you're going to come at the king, don't miss. Yeah, he has a lot of a lot of these epic epic lines. There's this one from Boardwalk Empire where he had is that he kind of uh, lays out a, like a tool. He's in front of like a a KKK person and like the KKK person sitting and like he has him like chained up and he puts on the tools for him and the KKK person goes like, "What are those for?" And then he takes out these pliers. He goes like, "Well, I'm not building a bookshelf." And then <laughs> <laughs> sees the like the dread in the person's face. That's crazy. Um, so, all right, let's, uh, before, like, I, I guess let's uh, do our, like, usual social plug, you know, let's remind listeners um, how they can find our podcast and engage with us, etc. Um, and then we'll break down the content for this week's episode. Yeah, so, listeners, you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at BadToB, on Discord and the DraftPL channel. Banta Boys hashtag six five eight five on Reddit u forward slash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and much much more. All under the name of Banta Boys. All right, sweet. So in this episode, we're just gonna talk a bit more, I guess, shit. Uh, because we don't have like <laughs> as much to kind of cover this game week. Again, first off, we'll do like a bit of a data dump recap of the first uh, three game weeks. Yeah. Um, and then Ross, uh, catch up on any of those trades that you were discussing on the, from the last episode. 
um, especially, you know, the Ronaldo deal that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the second half, we'll do like our injury updates. We got a few updates, especially because players went on international break. Some players broke some rules, didn't fill out their immigration forms properly, etc. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll um, cover game week for uh, FA slash waiver picks that we think could help you win your upcoming game week. Uh, so again, before we get to the serious uh, bits of it, did you happen to see any of this Argentina versus Brazil fiasco? I was trying to catch up on it because I I just kind of heard it in passing, and there was just like, oh, like this happened. And I'm just like, I I kind of caught it, but I was kind of busy with something else. And later on, I was like, yo, like what happened with this? Like Argentina Brazil, like the police came to the field to arrest these four Premier League players. It's insane. Mind you, it happened like five minutes into the game. They could have stopped it before. Yeah. And it's funny. I saw like this tweet where um, it was basically saying how I think like 600,000 people have passed away. And like the president thought like COVID was a hoax, etc. But all of a sudden, when it comes to football versus Argentina, it's a big deal, you know? So it's just, it's silly, man. It's so silly. It's just politics, right? That's kind of what it's coming down to. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know if the players themselves actually filled out the form like intentionally wrong or if somebody else did it on their behalf, etc. So, I mean, this 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 could uncover some wildness in the coming weeks, yo. Um, yeah. But I've, I've got to like sympathize with you uh, because you were really high on Emi Martinez to start the season. He was one of the first goalkeepers that went really early in drafts. And now managers are probably not going to have him for this game week or, you know... Possibly game week five as well. We don't know how long this is gonna go on. You know exactly. I thought I thought they're on their way back. The players are on their way back. Yeah, but I think because of like the quarantining rules in general, just coming from like the Caribbean or like red list countries, you've got to yeah. quarantine at least for like five to ten days, right? Okay, so they're definitely missing. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like I'm coming from Trinidad. Trinidad is still on the red list, and I've got to do hotel quarantine for ten days, right? Unless that changes mm-hmm. to amber list, etc. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it's something to kind of be mindful of. So, maybe, you know, you might have to aim for a decent goalie pick uh, as as a replacement. I mean, you could always borrow one from Debs. Debs has got a, bil- a bajillion of them on his bench. I don't think I have. Who do I have? I have Hugo Lloris as my goalie, so I'm good. Oh, you have Hugo. Okay, okay, okay. I thought yeah. you had Emmy for some reason. No, okay. I don't have Emmy. All right. Um. So, I also want to do a quick thank you to all our listeners, all our followers. We've hit the 500 plus mark. Drop that air horn, baby. Yeah, so thank you so much for following all our BS, listening to all our BS. Uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe we should start back with the Sanji slash Ross's pick this game week as well. Because we have enough data to kind of, you know, make some big calls on. Mm -hmm. So again, thanks to everyone that listens to us, you know... Mention it to your friends about uh, how you listen to this amazing duo about fan tracks. I mean, Trio and Ryan is here, but yeah, so it goes. Okay, and yeah. final actually, topic. Actually, oh, yeah, on, this, on this point, so uh, we were talking about fantasy football and we were talking about football with the cottage trip. So um, on, our, like, on our way back, like, I was on Fazla. I was like, yeah, no, fan tracks is too involved for me. And, um, like, you know, I prefer FPL and stuff. And he goes, like, well, if you are getting into fan tracks, I have a podcast I could recommend to you, you know, shameless plug. <laughs> and then <laughs> he was like, haha, yeah, yeah, I know. And I was, but I was telling, I was like, no, Sanji plays a lot of FPL. He also answers a lot of FPL questions. So 
always the go-to person when I think of FPL to me, so... Yeah, I mean, we do answer OFPL, like, draft questions even on the side. Like, our Twitter is actually, um, we get, like, at least a couple messages every day, you know, questions about trades and pickups and stuff. So, we are, like, seeing increased engagement. So, thank you again um, for that. So, last, you know, topic of banter I kind of want to discuss. Champions League is starting this week, bro. You ready for your group of death? <laughs> man what a crazy group man there's like so you've got porto you've got atletico madrid and you've got ac milan yeah you've got six for seven so 14 champions leagues winners and like a cumulative of like what like you know atletico has been at in, in two champions league finals or something so yeah like that's crazy yeah, I don't understand how you guys got that group, man. It's but, crazy. I mean, your your first game is at home versus AC Milan. You know, I thought we would have had Ryo to chat a little bit of shit. Maybe we'll save it for the next episode. Are you feeling confident about that game, though? Apparently, Giroud is out, right? Because he, oh, got, he? Tested f- okay. he got tested for COVID or something, or he's coming back from uh, a COVID country or something i don't know i saw somewhere that he's probably out for that game because of something covid related well that definitely helps i mean we're playing zenith at home i'm assuming that's going to be an easy win for us yeah yeah i'm, I'm not too worried about our group stage uh qualification this season uh you are you a little worried about getting out of that group you think just because you guys haven't really signed anyone like in terms of like depth going forward etc yeah i don't know i am not I'm not. It's not gonna say I'm not looking forward to it. If Liverpool, if there's any English team that you associate with the Champions League and with Europe, it's Liverpool, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how it goes, right? We need at least one miracle. Maybe the miracles on the last day score like six goals to secure qualification or something. <laughs> oh, so like typical qualification method. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the main part of the pod. Fantasy with the Banta Boys. Let's do a quick data dump of the first three game weeks, all right? So, again, we'll look at our usual categories of key passes, shots, and accurate crosses into the box. Looking at key passes now, the player with 15 leading all the outfielders is T Bay Bay, right? No surprise there at all. Um, I heard apparently he played a bit of a midfield role for England in one of the international yeah, games as well. He did. Okay, but I but I heard it he wasn't that good. Like versus him playing in right back and tucking in naturally. So I don't know. Maybe one to watch. Maybe Trent gets deployed as a midfielder in future seasons, bro. Who knows? Uh, so, still on the key passes, uh, there's a tie for 10 key passes so far. Uh, Raul Jimenez and Matt Ritchie from Newcastle. Um, Jimenez, obviously, from Wolves. Um, you should know that if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> and nine key passes, uh, Jack Grealish, Pascal Gross, Mo Salah, and Adama Traore. See? Look at that. Two Wolves players in that top list and zero goals, right? And it's going to get even more shocking when we look at shots, right? And how many of those were on target? So, Antonio leads the way with shots attempted, 16 of them, 7 of them being on target. Mo Salah in second, attempted 13, 6 of them on target. We look at the next tier, the players that attempted 12 shots so far, Raul Jimenez with 1 on target, Sadio Mane with 5 on target, and Adama Traore with 3 on target. Again, those wolf boys are popping up there, man. 
And the final tier we're going to look at is 11 shots attempted. DCL with seven of them on target. Rafinha with two of them on target. And Mason Greenwood with four of them on target. Finally, we look at accurate crosses into the box. T-Baby leads the way, as always, with eight of them. Then we have Tierney with six accurate crosses into the box and Marsal from Wolves with five accurate crosses into the box. And finally, with four accurate crosses into the box, we have a three-way tie between Emi Buendia, Sufal, and Adama Traore. Why can't Wolves score, man? They're all over the place. I feel like once they start scoring, then they'll just be like in, like, you know, unstoppable beast, right? Like, like Trinkal's playing really well. Adama's playing well in terms of like numbers Jimenez is playing really well they're just they, isn't that confidence of one goal like a penalty and then then they'll just kind of start scoring hopefully they score that penalty too I mean they're playing against Watford I mean Watford's at home and I feel like now like this season especially with home crowd advantage all of that like Watford should like have like a solid performance but like, like I said, I think on the previous spot, I just feel like their defense is bringing, uh, like, has a lot of mistakes. Like, they're just passing the ball out to the opposition at the worst places possible. So, maybe this is the game for Wolves to finally break that scoring duck, right? Yeah. Uh, so, one other thing I want to look at now is uh, some of the trades or picks you might have made over the international break, right? Did you end up doing your Ronaldo trade yet? Not yet, because I think Rafinha is out for... Actually, is Rafinha out? I don't even know. We'll find out <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> well, I mean, you. I mean, obviously, like, don't just go based on what we say. Uh, look at the pressers that, you know, get released on the Thursday, on the Friday. Like, Calm Hayes is one of the guys to go for all your FPL news in terms of pressers. So go follow him. Go, you know, send him some love. You know, all the hard work that he does um, for both the FPL and the draft PL community. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that is a genuine fear, right? Why would you want to trade a player away, uh, you know, if if you're not going to have starting players. I mean, holding Ronaldo for this starting, like, you know, game week four, first home game for him versus one of the worst defenses in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, the patience might pay off on that trade then, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be like, you know, at least let me get, if I am trading him away, at least get me some enjoyment of picking him up. Yeah. For real. Did you happen to bid in on any of the incoming players, like the deadline day transfers, like Emerson Royal or Lukman or any of these guys? I picked up Saul Niguez for free in one of our leagues. Okay. I don't know. I was just like, I, I dropped Thomas Rodriguez. I picked up Saul Niguez. I was like, I feel like Niguez has more, Saul has more, um, more chance of playing than Thomas Rodriguez at this point. I'm I'm kind of giving up on him. So even if he even he hasn't left, like he took out Everton from his Instagram bio and all that stuff. So yeah, that, that's that's when you know it's real news. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is a chance that Saul might play, and we'll find out about that and discuss it a bit later on in the pod. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what else we can kind of talk about. We said this was going to be a shorter pod, so I guess, do we take our halftime pint now? Oh man, this feels way too early. <laughs> we discussed a lot last week. 
Yeah, we did. So, I mean, we might as well shamelessly plug the last episode, right? When we had all three of us on. We had a fun pub quiz as well. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I might as well just go grab a beer. Ross, I will see you after the break. Yep. And we are back. Wow, that felt so weird being so short. But, I mean, uh, what what else are we going to really talk about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump right into the injury updates, right? So I'm, so we've been scraping this news from both uh, Ben Denry's website, which is premierinjuries.com. He's got an injury table um, where he uh, kind of updates it, I believe, every week. And also looking at like some of the fan track statuses for players because they kind of also have their own update system as well, right? Yeah. So we're looking at Arsenal. So... Xhaka, even though he has his red card suspension, apparently he tested positive for COVID while on international duty. So there's a chance that Partey might actually end up starting because he was pictured in training, even though he didn't play in that behind-closed-doors friendly versus Brentford, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ben White apparently played uh, 76 minutes in that um, closed-doors friendly, so there's a chance that he might start as well. And Nicolas Pepe as well got 90 minutes in that friendly, so there's a chance that he's in contention for the game versus Norwich. Let's look at Aston Villa now. Uh, Emi Buendia and Martinez, they have their whole quarantining issue, you know, with that Argentina-Brazil match. Uh, so there's a chance that they're going to miss game week four, maybe game week five. But, you know, just keep an eye on that news. Bertrand Traore is coming back from a hamstring injury, so keep an eye on that. And same with uh, Bailey as well. He's also retaining from injury. So his, their status is kind of to be confirmed. Uh, looking at Brentford, uh, the only player I thought worth uh, mentioning was Onyeka. He had like a positive COVID-19 test, but sucks. I feel like his playing time, yeah, I feel like his playing time might be eaten into now that Matthias Jensen is kind of back in training. He came off the bench uh, versus Aston Villa as well. And he's kind of their main set piece taker, right? So keep an eye on that because Onyeka was putting up some decent ghost points. So let's look at Brighton. Uh, March had a slight hamstring strain um, based on his last update. And, you know, they have just signed, uh, I think, Mark Cucurella or whatever from Getafe. So there's a chance that Cucurella could probably get his first start this game week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Burn, Dan Burn, uh, Mr. Tallman, uh, apparently saw a specialist and his injury is not too bad. So there's a chance that he might return in a couple of game weeks because... Like we talked about before, uh, Duffy playing as that central uh, figure in the back three hasn't been working out too well from for them, I want to say. And I don't think it's going to last too long. So Burn might be the death of Duffy. So looking at Lamptey as well, his situation is improving. Just, you know, kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, no real update from Burnley. For Chelsea now, uh, Reese James is uh, going to finish off his uh, last match suspension for the red card that he saw versus Liverpool. Kai Havertz, apparently there was a reported illness, though I'm not seeing any flag on fan tracks. Conte. Now, this is the interesting one I wanted to mention with respect to Saul Niguez. So apparently Conte has been dealing with an ankle issue. He even left the France camp a bit early as well. So there is a chance that Saul might see some minutes, you know, so better call Saul. (laughs) <laughs> do you do you think then Jorginho and Kovac don't start? 
that I think is the expected starting duo. But I mean, with Champions League starting this game week, you never know if one of them is going to get the rest and maybe he rolls out Saul, right? Because this Villa fixture is going to be a bit easier, especially because Villa don't have one of their best players in Emmy Martinez, right? So who knows? It, it, it's maybe one to watch and see. Mm hmm. And finally, Lukaku is apparently dealing with a slight thigh strain, which he apparently needs to get get a scan on. So there's a chance that he may may not play, but I feel like he's a beast. He'll just play through the pain like DCL has been doing, right? Uh, with his broken toe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Crystal Palace, though. Um, Olise is back in training, building up fitness. Uh, same thing with uh, Mili, Mili Vojevic. Uh, so kind of keep an eye on these players as they can uh, integrate it into Vieira's new style of playing football, whatever that m- might be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Everton now. Uh, apparently Godfrey had COVID, so that was kind of part of the reason why he missed out uh, his most recent game. Uh, Mina is still having these niggling injuries as well. So maybe enter, uh, what's his face, Keen and... Oh, God. Holgate? Holgate put up some really good points in his last game, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe worth a shout for this game week. So, DCL pulled out of the England squad, apparently with a tight quadricep. And again, just mentioned, he's been playing with a broken toe. And they signed Rondon, right? So, do you think there's a slight chance maybe Rondon gets a start versus a very physical Burnley? We saw Bamford struggle against both me and Tarkovsky, right? I need to be super active for their next next game because I want to see if Hamas starts. Because I think if DCL doesn't start and if he is injured, why wouldn't you? And Hamas is available. Why don't you play Rich up on top and play Hamas kind of in Rich Richarlison's position as well? So that might also be a possibility. Because the social media tags, yo, that'd be important. Like, <laughs> if Rafa don't see that, you don't get a start, bro. Yeah, Rafa is a sticker, but you're right. Like, like Rondon would make sense, right? Two-year deal, just signed. He's played with Rafa before. He knows what he's looking for. And, like, if it's a direct replacement, it's a direct replacement. Yeah, so DCL owners keep an eye out on that, right? Because I think Rondon's ownership is still, like, 0% or something very, very small. Uh, and finally, on Everton, Coleman picked up a hamstring injury while on international duty. So... Maybe he deploys either John Joe, Kenny, or maybe it will be in that right back position, right? Who knows? He might do a back three as well. But I've never seen Rafa deploy a back three, I think, ever. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to Leeds. Uh Cock is improving, but still not ready. And the reason Clique and Furpo missed out last game was because they tested positive for COVID-19. Confirmed via Instagram. Man, social media now has everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to Leicester. Ayose Perez is still serving his red card suspension. Bertrand should be back in training after his positive COVID-19 test. Evans is slowly getting back into it. I think like he's now on the pitch with the ball, doing like multi-directional um training, etc. But I mean, I feel like it's one of those injuries where it could just always pop up again, right? Yeah. Um, we still don't have a proper update on Vestigard. Like, I think he was back in training. I didn't see any other news. So maybe keep an eye on that as well. 
Ricardo Pereira, he picked up a hamstring injury in that Norwich game, but apparently, again, via Instagram, guys, if if, we, if our news isn't good enough and the Premier League's news isn't good enough, do what we do. Follow everyone, all the players on Instagram. They always give, like, information leak, bro. Um, but yeah, apparently his hamstring injury is not that serious, confirmed via Instagram. So... I don't know. Maybe uh, don't be dropping Ricky P, you know? So, But it, the thing is, it's one of those reoccurring injuries for him. So it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on to Liverpool. Uh, Milner had a bit of a muscular injury, I think, uh, before the players went on break. Is there any update on him, Ross? I think it's, I think it's the same injury, right? Um, he pulled out, what, three, like in the second game week. He didn't play because of it. And then I think he's just been kind of on and off, nothing to, like, you know, he is, like, 35, 36 years old, so. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Even if he was fit, I find it hard to, like, fit him into that midfield, right? No, even, like, Harvey Elliott has popped up as an option for you guys. Like, where are you going to play Milner? Yeah, like, it's just one of those backup things or one of those things last, like, last five minutes need to calm, calm the, like, you know, ball down or whatever. You can trust a player like James Milner. James the Goat Milner. Put some respect on that name, bruh. Um, (laughs) By the way, I noticed that Harvey Elliott apparently picked up an injury with the under-21 England squad. Uh, Is there any update on that? I don't know if it's an injury, but the under-21 England squad got... Uh, the, their game got cancelled because a couple of players tested positive for COVID. So if if it's not Harvey Elliott, it might be close contact and isolation because of that. So I don't know if there was actual news or actual injury update on it. I just saw that like there was a COVID report, two COVID reports in that in that squad, and that's why. Okay, and getting now to the most uh, popular uh, point of debate now is Bobby Firmino's injury. Uh, what's the update on that? I haven't seen anything. It's crazy, right? Yeah, same. Yeah. I have not seen any updates. And like Klopp is just close, holding those cards close to his chest, man. Yeah. So maybe we might have to wait on the pressers? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So looking at Man City, apparently KDB was pictured in training again. So he might get a start versus Leicester, but maybe not enough in the tank to complete 90 minutes Foden is expected to train this week as well uh, Laporte apparently got subbed off at halftime for Spain apparently it was like an overloading issue because he was pictured in training the next day and they weren't sending him for any tests or anything like that so I know people were getting excited oh my god now John Stones is an option again so who knows right with Pep and his roulette mm-hmm Moving on to Manchester United, uh, Rashford already has a return estimate of late October. This kid is a beast, you know. Yeah, He's been man. training in the gym and all of that jazz. Uh, Sancho apparently picked up a knock a while on duty with England, but apparently was pictured training, but there was no other players around him. So maybe it's like individual training or something like that, right? And apparently McTominay is also back on the pitch working with the ball uh, after his groin surgery. So maybe we could expect him towards the end of September. Mm-hmm. Because would you really want to be starting Fred every game as your CDM? I mean, Fred starts for England, doesn't he? Or not England, uh, Brazil. Doesn't he? <laughs> I would hope he doesn't start for England, bro. You just gave a bunch of English fans a heart attack right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he starts for Brazil. What? Does Casemiro not start for Brazil? 
I don't know if Fabinho also doesn't start, but I've seen him like part of the squad and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, like as a singular CDM, Fred's probably not your sole, like, you know, trust trustworthy player. I mean, it's still cute to see him like line up for the free kick next to Bruno every single time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and finally, on Dean Henderson, he should be back soon. Uh, he, I think he's gotten a lot of time now to recover from COVID, uh, kind of build back up his fitness. And I don't see DDG holding on to that shit the entire season, right? So DDG owners, just keep an eye on that situation, right? Uh, Newcastle. Uh, so now they have a bunch of injuries going on, but the only one I really wanted to talk about was Callum Wilson. Might be out for a little bit with a thigh injury, right? That sucks. Yeah, I know, right? This guy keeps picking up injuries. I mean, he's such a like a goal machine when fit, right? So, uh, as an owner, would you be worried? Would you be trying to trade him out? What do you? What would you say about this? Put him in your injuries reserve. <laughs> oh, bro, you have an injury reserve. I don't have an injury reserve. So if I owned him, what would you suggest to me? Trade him out while he still has some value at the moment? How many bench spots do you have then? Like, if you have five bench spots, you can... I think you can work to keep a player of Cal Wilson's caliber. If it's a long-term, if it's a month, then okay, then you can kind of keep him. If it's maybe anything longer than that, then you kind of look at, like, trading him away, right? And then if he's out for the rest of the season, then he's out for the rest of the season, then you drop him. Right. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to Norwich. Uh, no, nothing to say about Norwich as always. Man, if we have any Norwich fans, I'm so sorry that we like Shetonia Club every single time. But like, genuinely, it's hard to like find genuine assets to talk about. I don't know. In terms of depth of assets, at least. All right. Let's move yeah. on before we get butchered off here. Southampton. Uh, Stuart Armstrong still not uh training with the team. So, I mean, El Yunusi could be a hidden gem that, you know, keeps his spot. Moving on to Spurs, Romero, Lo Celso, and Sanchez have quarantining issues. Though I don't think the latter two were serious candidates for the season, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Son apparently picked up a cough issue and missed his World Cup qualifier. So that is one to watch for sure um at Watford there's no one really worth mentioning at West Ham uh there was an update around August 27th apparently Zuma had some personal family issues so he wasn't training with the team I didn't see any updates since then like fan tracks didn't have an update as well uh and yeah nothing really to report from Wolves uh that is you know gonna be worth jumping on as assets so ross i think now we can probably look at the fa slash waiver picks that we want to suggest for game week four what happened to wolves no one's missing from wolves no i mean like the only thing to kind of talk about is pedro neto but i mean we we said like pedro neto had like a delay to his rehab etc yeah i don't think anyone else is like seriously injured that yeah i don't know i mean keep an eye on willy bully right there's talk that there's a chance that large might switch to a back four and that could affect you know the playing spots of like size etc uh and you know maybe he started a back three because of their tough start to the season as well right he didn't want to concede too many goals etc so who knows mm-hmm. okay all right, so yeah, let's move on to our FA slash waiver picks that we want to suggest. Brazilian! Brazilian! So we will start with Saturday's fixtures Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Um, 
I am covering the home teams for, for the series. So from Crystal Palace, Odson Edward, I hope I'm not butchering your name, mate, 25% owned. He was their, I want to say, big signing from Celtic, right? Apparently tipped to replace uh, Christian Benteke as well. I've seen people starting to drop Benteke already. So keep an eye on him. I mean, under 50%, if he's going to be in the goals and assists, you want to go grab him while you can. Uh, Michael Olise, like we mentioned, back in training, building fitness, 38% owned. But I think the player I still uh, would suggest is James MacArthur, 38% owned. Been putting up some really good ghost points. Um, is probably part of the attack will get you the odd goal or assist every now and then. So yeah, go pick him up. Ross, what about you? Emerson Royal, 46% owned. I think maybe, like, again, big fullback signing. Hey, Nuno and Darty haven't been on the best of terms. Tanganga isn't really an attacking fullback. So I don't know how often he'll continue to play in that fullback position. So I would kind of like, you know, Emerson Royal to kind of like, you know, take that spot. Maybe see him as an upgrade on what he saw with Semedo at Wolves. So. Yeah, I mean, a 46% ownership already is really high, man. And the game guy hasn't even played a game yet. Yeah, he's been up 46%, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next game, Arsenal versus Norwich. Uh, so the only player I really kind of want to suggest is Martinelli, 23% owned. And it's kind of a, you know, wait until the lineups come out and then go grab him. Because now that Arsenal have all their players back and they're not playing in any other competitions, there's going to be a real scrap for starting positions, right? So, yeah, kind of watch and see on that. Yeah, uh, again, Pierre... Lee's Malou, 23% owned. Again, it's Norwich asset, so like take take it with a grain of salt, considering it's Norwich, and I'll stop talking shit about Norwich again before we get butchered. So <laughs> next game. <laughs> Brentford versus Brighton. So Rico Henry, 31% owned. The reason I suggest him of all the other defenders, and I'm sure you can get players like Ayer or Ajer, um, uh, from the Brentford defense, but Rico Henry plays in that sort of wing-back position, right? So he might get a better chance to, you know, get an attacking return. I'm pretty sure in, like, one of the most recent highlights, I saw him attempt a shot inside the box and, like, nearly... I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't even hit the post, but it was near to the goal, you know? So mm-hmm. if he at least gets in those areas, there's a better chance of him getting an attack and retain. But the player I'm really, really high on is Matthias Jensen, 46% owned. If you have a chance to go grab him, go get him. Because, like, in his limited minutes that he was playing against Aston Villa off the bench, he got two key passes, right? And he took, I think, one or two of the corners. So he's on set pieces, key pass machine, ghost points machine. What could be better than that? Yeah. Oh, um, Joel Waltman from Brighton. <laughs> I look for those audio cues. So my bad. So from Brighton, Joel Waltman, 38% owned. I feel like he's finally going to start again, hopefully for Brighton. He's been out for the couple of weeks before. And now, uh, he had, he did play one game, get, like had eight, eight and a half points or something. So. Yeah, and that was like in 45 minutes. That was after conceding a goal and giving away a penalty, right? So that's pretty beast, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I actually picked up Veltman in one of my leagues and I dropped Joe Willock. You think that was a decent move? Yeah, Joe Willock isn't... I feel like people are really high on Joe Willock because he came in right at the end and he was 
here's here's kind of my argument against Joe Willock uh, right now. Last season, he started playing towards the latter end where he didn't really get much game time during the regular season, during this, like the, like the season at that time, right? So he's going up against players who are generally tired. Right now, there isn't a crunch to be like, we need to win every game so we don't get relegated. So some of that being fresher than other players, all these things kind of combine to like them, him kind of like, you know, hitting his like prime patch. I feel he'll still kind of pull through eventually. I feel like someone will pick him up and will reap the rewards, but maybe it might be a bit more considering like, you know, it's just the start of the season and it might take him a while to kind of get up to pace. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, so moving on to Leicester versus Manchester City. So this asset, all Brighton, uh, I want to suggest 15% owned. It's a little bit of a watch and see wait on the lineups. Um, I mean, he took all nine corners for Leicester, but I don't think he got a single key pass from it. So, yeah, and they signed Lookman. So it's very interesting to see how um, Brendan is going to roll out his team. Uh, what about at City? With Zinchenko, 46%. The only reason why I suggest like Zinchenko is because if you can get him now and he will give you at least 10 to 15 games, right? So, like, his ownership also dropped by, like, 40-ish percent as well. So, like, I feel like a lot of people dropped him because he didn't really play in the first three game weeks. And now, like, people can get a chance to kind of pick him up because he hasn't played. Yeah, the problem is is that Cancelo can play both sides, right? So that kind of mm-hmm. will eat into his playing time. But, I mean, with the Champions League starting as well, I guess keep an eye on how um, Man City and the other Prem clubs are um, lining up their players. Maybe that will give you a clue as to how to kind of time that roulette, you know? Yeah. Uh, next game, Manchester United versus Newcastle. No one I can really suggest from United. I did notice, though, Varane apparently is owned in 100% of leagues. So kudos to you guys <laughs> for finally believing in your central defender. How much is Ronaldo owned? <laughs> Yo, he actually dropped in ownership, Ronaldo. He's not owned in 100% of leagues. It blew my mind when I looked at that. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Okay, what about Newcastle? Jacob Murphy, 31%. What's Matt Ritchie's ownership? Is it over 50 now? Yeah, it's over 50 now. Ah, finally. People listen to us. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Southampton versus West Ham. So I'm going to suggest Elianusi, 46% owned. You may or may not get him, right? Because he's approaching that 50% mark. Uh, following his hat-trick in that cup game, he got a start. Then he scored in the regular season. Maybe, you know, uh, with Stu Armstrong out, he gets a better chance at minutes and appearances, etc. What about at West Ham? Vlasic, 38% owned. New boy, but maybe, you know, maybe he might, he starts and displaces. I don't think for now, Said Ben Rama get displaced. So I think he might displace Jared Bowen. But don't, like, I could also be like, why break something that's not broken? So it might be a while, but... Keep an eye out on when he starts to be, like, ready on the trigger to pick him up. Yeah, that's a great shout. Uh, moving on to the next game, Watford versus Wolves. I'm going to suggest Josh King, 23% owned. Now, I know he hasn't completed 90 minutes, but in the limited time that he's played, I thought he put up, you know, decent ghost points. Like, nothing like double digits or whatever, but... When he did start for Watford, he was the central striker, pushed Dennis out wide. So, 
maybe if Cisco, you know, puts a little more faith in Josh King, gives him a bit more minutes, I feel like he could give you some healthy returns, man. What about our Wolves? Marcel, 46%. You mentioned him earlier when we were doing the data dump on he's had five accurate crosses so far. Wolves haven't scored. So I feel like it's just incoming, right? So if you can get him, I feel like there will be goals and he will be part of the attack. Yeah, and I actually did like a bit of a manual scrape on SofaScore. Shout out to SofaScore. You guys have such an amazing free app. I think he attempted like nearly 20-something or just 20 crosses or something. Remember, those are just the accurate ones that we mentioned, right? So he's clearly trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on to the last game on the Saturday, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. We don't really have anyone to suggest. I mean, from Chelsea, maybe if Kovacic gets a start because Kante is dealing with that ankle issue. Um, yeah, Villa, I, I don't know. It depends maybe on who Dean Smith Ashley starts. Young. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Ashley, Ashley Young. Young. Bro, come on. No way. Like, what has he done this season to convince you to go pick him up? Like, if you saw Nothing. Ashley Young free, are you going to go pick him up? No, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. But he is, he did start the last game. So, like, you know, it'll be that one of that fluke games where he'll start, he'll get a goal, people will pick him up, and then he'll just be shit for the next few weeks. And then people will finally realize that it's Ashley Young, who's just super old. Ashley old, bro. Ashley old. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next game on Sunday. The only game on Sunday, actually, Leeds versus Liverpool. And again, we're going to be boring. We don't really have anyone to suggest. Maybe Llorente, but I don't want to suggest a Leeds defender when playing Liverpool. Yeah, and again, same idea with Liverpool. These these two teams are very, like, strict on who, like, you know. It's predictable lineups, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that kind of jumbles up for Liverpool is the midfield. And, like, I don't think you, you'd you mess with Harvey Elliott, Hendo. And if Harvey Elliott's out, then maybe Thiago kind of starts. A lot of people did drop Thiago, though. Yeah. That's what I noticed. Yeah. In both in both my leagues, Thiago dropped. His ownership went down by, like, 30 40% or something. So, he's still over, owned in most leagues. So, majority leagues. So, you still might not be able to get him. Okay, cool. And moving on to the last game on the Monday, Everton versus Burnley. The player I'll suggest is Alan, 31% owned. He got some serious hauls over the last two game weeks. And if you noticed, he's kind of racked up like two to three key passes in both of the games, right? It kind of seems like Rafa's not letting his fullbacks bomb forward as much. It's more so Alan kind of passes it to one of Ducore, um Townsend or Demario Gray to kind of just run forward and take a pop at goal sort of thing, right? Or they're going to try and yeah. feed um, what's-his-face, DCL. So, yeah, Alan, 31% own, kind of gamble on it if you if you want to. Yeah. Interesting thing. So, Ben Mee is 46% owned. His ownership dropped by 54%. So, this is a player who went fully owned to about half owned. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, like, it's Burnley. I don't... They haven't been, like, that bad. Yeah, okay, his points haven't been, like, super up there, but it's still, like, a Burnley defender. So, someone will just got lucky and pick him up and then just kind of reap the rewards. The second one, interesting. I don't know what's going on. I have never heard of this player, but Cornet, Cornet, his ownership went up by 8%. He has, like, I'm, I'm assuming this is a new transfer at the moment, right? So... 
Yeah, so this is the Ivorian footballer that they signed. Um, I think it says... Oh, so when I do a random Google search, it says, who can play either as a forward or fullback. What? <laughs> How do you do either? Or maybe he's as awesome as Mikhail Antonio, bro. Yeah, yeah. So if he starts, he starts, right? But like people have already been jumping on that bandwagon, so... Yeah, I mean, keep an eye on that for sure. All right, and those are the picks that we suggested. Uh, second half went longer than the first half. This is such a strange part. This never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still hit a 45-minute mark, 46-minute yeah, mark. So yeah, we good. filled people's air holes with our random jazz and noise and bullshit. Um, but yeah, on that note, Ross, do you have any, you know notes or anything to mention for upcoming game weeks etc i'm just happy that champions league is also back now and even though liverpool is in the group of death it will be good football to watch yeah i i you know now that ross has mentioned it we would definitely suggest if not to watch the champions league games at least look at the lineups uh look at you know what happened during those games to kind of give you a clue of what to do for your thursday wave wire right so just you know keep an eye on them things But yeah, on that note, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode then. Peace!